The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, and welcome to You're Gonna Love Me. I'm really excited for my guest because who would have fucking thought? I never would have thought, but here we are. I have um, James Kennedy. What's going on? (laughs) Is this weird for you? No. Not for me. No, I feel like it's going to be weirder for the people to hear about this, (laughs) like more so than the actual podcast itself, but we'll see. But this is like the first time we've been like just you and I. Yeah. Chatting, hanging. Like ever. Wow. That's a trip. I know. That's a trip. And here we are. I never thought about it like that. I know. Well, I feel pretty comfortable when your house is beautiful. We're here in your place. Thanks. Thank you. I know. I'm glad you're here. But like, and thank you for coming on. I think this is going to be fun. I want to get to know you because I feel like even though a lot of people might think (laughs) because we have such a colorful past in history, a dark one at that, but I don't actually know you like real personally. Right. And I don't know your past real Where personally. do I start? Where I do mean, I start? I mean, well, the story I mean, we is a long one. <laughs> we don't have to dive right into that. I mean, we can, yeah. we can, uh, we can start easy. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you though, just like a, a fun question. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you could read minds, whose mind would you want to read from like our cast and why? Um... <laughs> Whose mind would I want to read the most out of the whole cast? Maybe Jack's. (laughs) It's a mystery. (laughs) You know. What goes on in there? Yeah, I think Jack's, honestly. I had to think about it, honestly, for a second. But yeah, I'd say Jack's. Just because me and him and our relationship our whole life has also been a very... I, I would say weird one. And uh, we go through, we're, we're living a different life as to most people, you know, me and Jack's on this show and stuff, you know, it's crazy. But I feel like, um, yeah, I would like to get into the mind of Jack's Taylor for about three minutes. That's all I need. Like, you know, 30 seconds. I think that's all we could take. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a wild, that place is wild, I bet. Hmm. Very colorful in there. Okay. I mean, I don't know who, I don't know who I would pick. Maybe... Maybe Lisa. Yeah, I was going to say, if that's know, an option, I'd like I, to pick Of course Lisa it's an well. option. Oh, okay. And then mean, maybe Lisa, you know, I, the boss. What does she really think? <laughs> yeah. What is she really actually thinking? I mean, she says, I mean, she's pretty open and honest, but like, I would want to know what she's actually really thinking. Mm-hmm. But anyways, okay. So let's talk about you. Yeah. So, okay. Where were you born? Let's so, just start from the beginning. I was born in North London in Hampstead and... um I was born in 1992 on January 24th. Yeah, okay. We don't need to like get that specific. Okay. okay. I don't know. I don't know whereabouts, <laughs> but I was in, uh, I was in London and I was born there and pretty much raised there until I was 14 years old. And I had my first little brother when I was eight Aww. and I've got uh, another little brother I had when I was, I mean, the first little one when I was two and then the second one when I was eight. So oldest. I was the oldest and I think I was a good older brother, do you know? Like I always wanted to include my brothers and be a good brother. I was so protective over them growing up and us three were always a team. 
and still are to this day. But, you know, left London at 14. I used to go on like family vacations every year, just wherever my parents wanted to go. And it was just us five, my mum, my dad and my two little brothers. And um, so at 14, we went to Ibiza, Spain for a holiday. Mm -hmm. And my dad was in the music business like through the 80s and 90s and pretty much um, did that whole thing with George Michael. But that's okay. That's what I wanted to also ask you about. So when you were younger, did you always want to be in the music business or be no. a musician? What did you want to do? Um, when I was younger. What did, what did little James, young James want to be when he was older? I did a whole bunch of things. You know, I was a soccer player at some point. I was skateboarding at some point. I was really active. I was always riding my bike around, you know, and I was really artistic. You know, I was more into art class in school than oh, really? math class. Yeah. And, you know, it was uh, it was something like I thought, yeah, I could do something like something to do with art one day, but it Were was in, not like, music. Theater like, or anything? No. Um, yeah, I was in like drama class and theater in like, God, in London. But then that kind of all phased away after I moved out of England. And, you know, honestly, getting bullied in England was so hardcore that I kind of stopped doing all of that shit. Like drama. How old were you when that was happening? You know, through the ages of like, I want to say 10 to 14. Like, really? It was just like not good at school for me. Yeah. And uh, it was tough, you know, like what, I didn't know. Like what would happen? Oh, just like constant name calling, picking, you know, forced fights and shit, like at the park, better be there kind of stuff. Like just old school shit, you know. Like but physical stuff too? Or? Yeah, shit got oh, really wow. physical as well. Like I had to leave secondary school at some point because some kid just literally like twisted my ankle until they heard like a pop and they, oh my God. they were all laughing and oh I had to like get carried out of the school. Yeah, it was awful stuff. My bike, my bike one year, one day got stolen, like right out of the class. None of the teachers really cared either. Like this is England. Um, and this is after like, you know, well, there was a time frame in my life where my parents had a lot of money. They were very wealthy in England. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then as I was getting older, you know, my dad's job kind of, you know, went to shit and the recession hit and just all the money was just, going you know yeah. um, we put our house on sale and it was like god it wasn't selling so it was just a really tough time for my family like and for me so I had to go to this fucking public school and I started getting bullied with all these kids and they knew like who my godfather was that didn't help you know when oh. that guy out. and it was there was just a whole bunch of stuff and um, in private school that doesn't happen really you know people have famous uh, godparents or whatever parents and kids are more private <laughs> literally like they don't they don't know your business and public school was crazy anyway so flash forward I was just into art and stuff in school and moved to um Spain after a vacation in Spain like my parents literally had the best time on a vacation my dad had some work friends there that were property developing and doing like buying and selling houses and like one day my mom was like, we're moving, to, we're moving to Spain. We're moving to Ibiza like next week. All right. So you don't even need to pack your bags up. And you were happy because you got to leave all. I was happy. I was like yeah. 14 and I was just like ready to get the fuck out of England. Like, cause I was so sick of school there. I was yeah. like, wow, I can just start again in Spain and just like do it up. Wow. So that's what I did. And me and my brother like learned Spanish and everything. Like we went to Spanish school and it was a really beautiful time in my life. Like everything changed for me and I discovered music and house music and how that made me feel and the culture and community that came with that was so inviting and Spain was so beautiful and it was just such a crazy time. So is that when your your attention and your 
you started thinking like, okay, maybe this could be a future for me of being um, a DJ or what, what was the close? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, when- like, uh, so still I just looked at DJs like gods. Like okay. I was a kid. Like I yeah. literally, all I wanted to- Who was to- like, who was like the DJ? Like back- David Guetta, Tiesto, okay. fucking- What year it was, was like- this? Help me. 08. Okay. Like 07 08. Ibiza, like Dirty South and- Cascade and Cascade. just just like it was it was fresh though that back then you know yeah. so good and that was like the music and I had mixtapes that, that I listened to these songs a hundred times a day and I didn't even know who produced them because it was on like a fucking iPod the chefs gave me at this restaurant <laughs> to scrape clams on like all day on this beach but um, I used yeah. to burn CDs when I was in high school so there's that's the uh, the difference between yeah my high school and you in high school um but it was amazing i didn't even want to dj then though i just looked at them like gods and i was going through school and just living it day by day you know i thought i'd be there forever and this was going to be my island life and then like two years uh went by on the island and my parents then just was like oh we're moving to america like back your bags you know so it was like okay <laughs> and um you know i was actually excited i don't know why but at the time i was just like over oh. ibiza and like i was just like this has been cool but i'm ready for like english speaking everyone and like, i couldn't even imagine that again you know and i was ready for it and i always wanted to come to america and los angeles was the place had you been here before did you ever come here on vacation yeah my parents had a house in los angeles my, my little brother was actually born at cedar sinai on a vacation oh. my parents were on in la like interesting yeah my mom was here for six months and harry was born but then we moved back to london and like raised us gotcha. um but yeah it was really cool and we moved to Maine, by the way, which is on the other side of the country. Weird. Yeah, so Maine. weird. Okay, my mom's my mom's <laughs> from the East Coast. She's oh, from she, New York. Okay, my dad's from East Coast too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my dad's English. But like when we moved here, my mom had family in Maine or in Boston or Massachusetts and was like, we're going to move around there. And I was like, not California? Like what the heck? <laughs> so uh, we moved to Maine for a year and it didn't really work out. You know, it was snowing all the time and I was freezing and, you know, it was just nothing special. And are you still in high school now? So I started freshman year oh. in Maine oh. and it was fucking just crazy. <laughs> no one knows this about me either. If I went to, if I said the high school I went to, like people would probably freak out. People that it's cool. It was called Deering High. Deering High. During high school. What's up? During high school. Shout out during. Let's go. Yeah. This is such a flashback. I haven't even thought of this shit in so long. But like, so we all had a car. We had a Hyundai Sonata. Okay. And it was my three brothers in the back and my mom and dad driving. Minivan. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a, Camry or something like a normal S like isn't a, a Sonata door. like a oh I thought of I thought a Sonata was like a minivan okay never mind no it wasn't a minivan like, minivan life you look so American yay <laughs> yeah and drove that from Maine to California oh my god typed in this apartment on Doheny Drive and we ended up on Doheny like a week later wow it was quite the drive and I told my dad I smoked weed on that drive too. So it was like, yo, I smoke weed. I just want to let you know because I'm not going to be able to be in a car with you guys for a week and hide this, you know? Oh, wow. My mom was livid. She was so mad at me. You got, you got to rip that Band-Aid off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like 11 years ago now. Did, did they smoke weed with you? No. Nah. No? My dad did later. Oh, okay. When it became legal. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. So then you come out to LA and you go to high school out here still? Yeah, Beverly Hills High School. Wow. So this is where it all started. Like I was like, yes, I made it. I watched videos. <laughs> you made it. You're nice. Yeah. I made it. I made it. I think I made it to Beverly Hills High. Like I see the Lambos and Ferraris pulling up with kids that are 16 what? years old. I was like, all right, I'm going to make friends with oh all these fucking God. rich people. And 
do it up. And uh, yeah, so then, you know, I'm in high school and kids are going to Coachella and EDC and I wanted to know what the hell that was. You know, music festival was very different. What was your first uh, year that you went to Coachella? Um, 2009 and I've been every year since. My first year was 2007. Sick. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. If how time were, flies, right? That was fucking like over a decade ago. We were at Coachella. But how old were you? What? How old were you? Uh, like seventeen. Oh my god, you're the baby there. Baby there. I was. Baby there. I was twenty one. So nice. I was <laughs> legal, but like that's crazy. Oh yeah, I would hop like, the fence into the Heineken Garden uh, and do all that naughty stuff. Rebel. So were you? Yeah. Were you like a, a naughty kid in high school? I wouldn't say naughty, but like, what do you mean naughty? Like, did you like break curfew or like sneak out? Did you like were you drinking um, and doing things that you weren't? It's like doing things you weren't supposed to be doing. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, I was. I definitely was. I ca- I kept my grades up. I was, just, okay. but I partied. You know, yeah. I was with I was with kids in their mansions, like that were that had cool parents. You know, the cool mom <laughs> would be drinking in the kitchen, and I would just be. I actually made out with my girlfriend's like mom Shut one time. Up. Oh, that's are a whole you, crazy are you kidding? story. Yes. Are you kidding? It's me and my friend were in the jacuzzi, what? like after school, we're like at her house. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the jacuzzi Stop. and I is like, oh, I bet you a hundred dollars I could make out with mom or whatever. Oh my like, yeah. yeah, I bet I could. I bet I could. <laughs> and literally like, you know, two bottles later of wine and whatever. She starts kissing me in the jacuzzi and all my friends just go wild. Wait, you know, the she, whole party. was she married? Where's you know, I don't know where the husband was, and it was kind of a sketchy situation. <laughs> oh but I think the husband was like out of the picture, or just out of town. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was a crazy oh story God. actually because like it started with her t- like she was like, "Oh, help me pick a bikini in my closet, like woman closet upstairs in this big old mansion," and I'm like in Stop! high school. Yes, yes, yes. it oh. was crazy. And then uh, you know what happened actually? That was a crazy day because she fell out of the jacuzzi and like cracked her head open. Mm-hmm. And then the like, ambulance came and she like, she like, party's she off. Hot? Um, yeah, I would say so. Okay. She was like blonde and American, had fake boobs and her okay. daughter was there and I was in school, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. Well, like her, their daughter was just like your friend. You weren't like dating the daughter. Yeah, she was like a friend. Again, like I didn't really have like a girlfriend in high school. Was, it was okay. just more was like. I was going to ask you about that. If you like dated through high school, if you were more just like, nah, this is like. Um, you not. know, no, I didn't really date, but I did. Um. Have a girlfriend like after high school. Yeah. I feel like because I felt I like had like guys, I guess that I considered like boyfriends in high school, but I was kind of like, mm, this is dumb because like, what am I going to continue dating him after high school? Like, no. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It that's was wise. a really fun time, honestly. And it was, it was cool. Like, but I think I got that whole LA thing like out of my system pretty early because. <laughs> in your teens. <laughs> Yeah, no, what not in my team. Yeah, but like kinda. I mean, I was in clubs. I remember there was this nightclub in Beverly Hills called like Underground or something, or it was the Beverly Hills 90210 spot or something. And it was an escalator right on Rodeo Drive. And they would let me in, like under 21 years old, like to go party and like I'd have oh that tables God. and I just don't get it. Different I'm thinking times. about just like the movie Clueless. And just it like, was just like that. I mean, <laughs> like, the Beverly but, Hills High and the whole thing. It was just like but that. But in like 2009. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's crazy. Cause in while you were, you know, doing that, I was like working at Sir. <laughs> that, that is actually mental. That is because what year did you graduate? Uh, like 2010. What? Oh my god. Yeah. I feel old. I graduated in 2004. 
Wow. Whatever. That's not that. That's not actually, <laughs> I know. It, yeah. It's no, it's not. But so did you plan to like go to college or were you like, no, no, college was not my thing. So by music. the end of high school, it was music, you yes. know? So during, also during this time at Beverly, you know, I was DJing at lunchtime on the lawn. I was throwing the parties. I wasn't allowed to go to my senior prom, but I ended up DJing the after prom. Why weren't you allowed to go? Because, uh, <laughs> I think I drank at like a formal before that or something and they knew, but I DJed and like my teachers were there and they were like shocked. It was, it was a moment, but, um, yeah, so I was you, making music the whole time through high school. Like, say, that were was you my just life. music or were you sports or just music, 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 music? Yeah, music, every day yeah. after school, I went home and just looked at my laptop for like seven, eight hours every day, just making music, trying to learn, taught myself how to produce music. Wow. And um, honestly, I sucked for such a long time. It was like <laughs> such a long time before I made something that I was like, wow, this is so good. But what, like, so were you from the days in Ibiza and in high school when you were like listening to all like the, you know, DJ gods. Yeah, were yeah. you always, were you, were you hip hop or like what, when, like, when was like the first time like music became like really important to you? Like what was like your first like CD that you bought? Or, oh, music. I I think are you too young it. for CDs? But I don't know. But first CD I ever bought was, um, it was actually 50 Cent's G-Unit album nice. and Sierra, Sierra. Uh, Tim Two Step. <laughs> you know that song? Um, but yeah, I would uh, listen to CDs. I remember I made like a beat on my mum's friend's uh, place in Ibiza when I was like 15. I was babysitting her like son. And I remember she had like a studio in her house and I ended up teaching myself how to make a song that night before my parents came home. And I was like, listen to this. The kids are asleep. And I was like, listen to this. And I played them like a little house track. And then I remember like years later in LA, I thought back like, wow, I did make that one beat in Ibiza. So now it makes sense that I'm doing this now. I guess it happened when I started going to raves and stuff during high school. Like I was seeing DJs out here and I really just wanted to raves do that. Raves in high school. Yeah, like juicy, fresh wow. fruit and all these like crazy <laughs> underground raves. I drove to the desert raves a couple times and like you set your speedometer to zero in like the California desert and you go like 86 miles north and then set it to zero again and go west like 13 miles. And next thing you know, you're in just like a circle in the what? desert. Yeah. And you see like a multi But you're in light. high school. I was with friends that would just take me. Like, I, mean, I don't get it. When I was in, well, I think back what I was doing in high school, I was not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like you're way cooler than I was. I think that's just the I generations was, like speed up. Maybe. And also I was living in Park City, Utah, which is a, like night and day to Los Angeles. Really? So there's, there's that too, but like whatever. Um, you know, my first CD, well, there's two at one time. It was 311 and the Grease soundtrack. So. Oh yeah. That's an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> that's an amazing soundtrack. It is. And yeah. I don't know what three or 311 fits into all that, but you know. My dad used to play a lot of Elton John and like Bob Sinclair and like oh. all the fun stuff in, in Ibiza. It was the best. Yeah. My dad did a lot of the classic rock, a lot of the Eagles. Yes. A lot of like Doobie Brothers stuff, like mm. a lot of that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. But anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. Well then, when did I meet you? How old were you? How the hell did you start working at Sir? Um, okay. So I was looking for a job. I was going to like be a DJ, waiter or something. I don't even know. I wanted a DJ actually. So I was going around places asking, can I DJ here and da-da-da. And then my mom was, you know. Um, oh, yes. 
yeah, like connected kind of with Lisa. She had, you know, she knew her. And I just remember you. Like, there was a dinner. There was a dinner fir- set up. My mom was there and Lisa was there. And that's when my mom kind of planted the seed. Like, oh, my son should come and work for you at this yeah. beautiful restaurant. Da, 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 da. And then next thing you know, like a week later, I was sitting there. Were you even 21 yet? No. No, you were Kristen, young. I was with Kristen my 21st birthday. <laughs> so it's like, no. Creepy. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was before that. I was like. I just remember, yeah, I remember like. I was at like sort of 19 years old, like started meeting 19. you and you were just like this, like really just like sweet, quiet, just like that. What? I mean, I, you probably weren't that, but I right, think just right. you That's being in like, an, in like an environment. Also, you were like in, a, in an, an environment where you're with like people that are like older, older than, than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like probably like your first job. Yeah, ever. I did want to be as cool as possible. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Like, and you want to, and you think you just, you know, so, but I remember, yeah, we talked about music. That was like. Outside. Yeah. Really I was the swinging. only thing we ever talked about was, was music. And that mm-hmm. was like your. With everything. Your, your everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then everything sort of. <laughs> everything sort of started. Okay. Crazy. I, I don't even know. Where to start with this? Mm-hmm. So Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. has been an interesting time for us both. Yeah. Because you came on because you started working at Sir, And then a couple years after you're working there, uh, you started seeing Kristen. Mm-hmm. And then we saw a whole nother side of you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like, I feel like you're, you and I, like we, our friendship never really got off the ground. Like we were like, we worked together. We would talk about music. And and then our our lives became sort of intertwined because we worked you know we worked together at this restaurant and then we're now we're on the show together yeah and you know it just became this sort of um, powder keg hmm. of an environment for just shit to just like pop off it was nuts yeah crazy <laughs> I mean I don't know I wasn't expecting honestly looking back like I wasn't expecting for like. To be in the position where I am now today, I wouldn't have been it's able crazy. to say when I was 19 working at Surf or even 20, like, you know. I mean, I didn't think so. I, I did not think taking a job at a restaurant would yeah. lead me to where I am now. I mean, it's, I mean, life is crazy. Crazy. And I think um, it's been an amazing experience for me. You know, I think, yeah, it's been. I feel like you and I have had like similar experiences in terms of like how we've been viewed and received by the, you know, the viewers in the audience. Well, we're like, living our life and we're doing yeah. us and other people are looking at us through a screen. You know, it's two completely different things. We have the backing story. We've got the entire outside picture. You know, we, we've got, we can look at the bigger picture and, you know, right. other people can't. And it's just something that I accepted the day I signed up for this shit. You know for what I mean? Sure. And I didn't even sign up. It just really happened. But yeah. yeah. I mean, so so for you, okay, like, I mean, now today is different. How you're viewed is, has um, changed quite a bit now. But um, so back in, I would, what, what season would have been? Season like five, maybe? Yeah. What would you have said if someone would have called you a villain? Would you have agreed to that? Would, did you see yourself as someone who was like a villain on the show ever? Or like, would you... Like, what you know, you I didn't ever, that? I didn't ever think as myself as a villain. I, I was getting confused when I started hearing that, like James yeah. Kennedy, a villain on Vanderpump Rules, like kind Isn't of thing. Isn't that crazy? And it was like, damn, a villain. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? And uh, yeah, that's an interesting word. Um, but again, I don't even like to think of it as heroes and villains because there is no such thing in this world. 
of reality television. You know, there's everyone's personal story and that's it, you know, and it's what you do with that. I think that truly matters. You know, I think that, yeah, I did things that were completely wrong and fucked up. And you could say like, oh yeah. But when I think of a villain, I think of like the Joker, the Green Goblin, like people that are normal, like, really bad and want to hurt people. And you know what I mean? And like, you know, for me on this, um, I think that, you know what? I would have been the villain if I had continued the ways that I was heading towards. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be that person acting the way I was at 21, at 31 years old. You know, a whole decade goes by and like, I don't learn any lessons. I had to f- make a change. And, you know, I'm really lucky that I even got the opportunity to make a change because um, who knows how long it would have taken me to realize, you know, what truly matters in my life, you know, to quit partying all the fucking time and get, you know, get right. And um, uh, yeah, looking back, yeah, I definitely could say it's the villain, but I think the beauty in reality TV and people that they get a story of redemption story somewhere to be really bad at one point, but then really bright. And like, you know, I'm getting so many beautiful messages of people like, damn, I never looked at you the way I look at you now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shit, you know, this, you know, I'm so blessed that I stopped drinking. I made this decision for myself and it's only done so many good things for me so far. And I, I keep following that, but had I had not, you know, I would have looked at myself at the end of this year. I would have seen myself at the reunion and, you know, I would have felt really sick to my stomach, honestly, because how much more could I really endure? How much more can I do that? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I got really blessed this year. I, I changed this year, you know, my headspace just completely took a flip turn around. Yeah. I mean, I know you've, you've talked about that in the season of like what that like sort of turning point was in terms of like the sobriety and it just like is... I mean, was it just sort of like the compounding like over the years of just everything or was there was there like a real like moment? Was it with Raquel? Was yeah, it- Raquel was a huge moment. Yes. I didn't want to lose her. And yeah, every time I drink, I would end up saying in the morning after like I shouldn't have done that. I regretted this. I shouldn't have done that. It didn't make me feel good the next day. And I, I was sick of not feeling good during the day. And yeah. You know, uh, like if, if all I have to do is stop drinking to feel good every day, like, damn, I got to do this, you know? And, um, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy. I it's feel crazy. that way. Life's yeah. not a battle for me anymore. I don't need like, like I used to go to shows and play these gigs, like it gets so fucked up. Like it, it was literally going to war. Did you like, wor- let's go. Did it worry you that you would have to be in this environment or how could you be in an environment that was such like a party atmosphere and not be able to be a part of the party in that Yeah, that was way? another whole thing of training. Like I didn't stop touring through the, through my, uh, you know, first couple months of quitting, you know, I was still going to AA, but like going to tours, uh, my, my tour was continuing. So yeah, I would be around um, thinking my, my, my rider still says bottles of vodka on it because like who updated that? I'm not my manager. Like he doesn't know anything that's going on. So I, you know, the girls would come with the bottles and the lighters and, you know, it'd be freaky. I would be pouring vodka for other people and telling them to drink and really just trained myself to not do it. And it was, it was pretty like uncomfortable at times, but I felt always so uh, fulfilled after my show that like I didn't drink. I knew that I could call Raquel and she could see my eyes on FaceTime sober mm-hmm. and Raquel could read me like a book. Like she, <laughs> anyone can read me like a book when I'm fucked up. Let's be real. I mean, like, um, so yeah, it was just good. And I wanted to keep doing that, you know? And then after like three months, it was like, well, I'm not going to start drinking now. What's the point of that? And yeah. then six months happens and it, you just get used to it, I think. Yeah, and you don't miss it. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. And now with quarantine, it's been pretty easy because I never drank at my house ever. Oh, really? Okay. I was going to say, is it harder in quarantine? Because I think so many people that have struggled with 
certain, uh, you know, dependencies or alcohol or Substances drugs. are doing more yeah, of them the, now the, that they're at home all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And I think about people who, um, who are sober now and who are, you know, maybe struggling with that. If it's yeah. been, you know… Well, I still do my AA Zoom meetings, you know, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and, awesome. yeah. And it makes me feel really blessed and uh, gives me more hope. You know, there's so many people that are in this together. And, you know, I, I do like that constant reminder of having AA. You don't even need to turn your camera on. You can just listen to these people's stories. And it just, uh, you know, it's an hour and it just uplifts the rest of my day. And, um, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. And yeah, I've just been making music during quarantine. I've been staying busy, really cooking, working out, making music, walking the dog, just trying to stay active and positive because once I find myself on the couch in that rut, you know what I mean? I'm just like, and I love watching my shows. Don't get me wrong. Like I curl up to like, we're, we're re-watching Lost right now because Raquel never watched I've it. I've never seen an episode of that. <laughs> so good. But like, I'll watch like so many episodes of that. But those are our chill days. But it's just all in... It's a balance. It's a balance. You yeah, know? but I'm sure like has your relationship has probably improved tremendously. And oh my god, so much better. I mean, Raquel was definitely going to leave me she if like I didn't stop up drinking. When she talks about you now. I feel like, and it's just it's great to see. Oh, I mean, thank I, don't, you. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know Raquel obviously like personally, and I don't know you much as a couple. But just from what I do know, seeing you all together now, it's um, it's really nice to see. Thank you. You know, it's 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 the overall improvements that I've seen just from where I'm sitting. Obviously, I don't sit here to, and pretend like I know everything, <laughs> clearly. But <laughs> I think, you know, you have so much to be proud of. And, Thanks, you know, Katie. it's crazy. It's a crazy journey. And like, I knew Raquel was gonna, you know, leave me if I didn't. My friends, like I wasn't able to even text you. Like I couldn't, I can't believe I'm in your house right now chatting. And these are all the blessings that have come with this. You know, I'm able to um, like chat with Lisa. Lisa's also another person that helps me so much with this and my, right. my sobriety. And she checked up on me every single day. And I know that she's so proud of me. And, you know, I think there's an extra responsibility now that I'm on the show and this story is being told, there's an extra thing inside me that's pushing me to continue to succeed because I really don't want to, yeah. you know, knock back a bottle of whiskey and, you know, uh, do I mean, that I thing say, I do. I will say that that day at the softball field, I mean, I, I was very, I was not expecting to talk to you and I was not yeah. expecting you to like apologize or say anything that you said to me. And so I was just, I was a little taken off guard by that mm. for sure. Because also there was no anything that came along with it. You were just like, here's the apology. And right. I was just like, I didn't know what to say. And I was just kind of like, because and I was, of course, I was just like, well, I've heard this before. And it was just kind of like just something mm -hmm. I would say to you. Yeah. And even though I didn't, it just, it just, there was something obviously very different about it. And I had my reluctancies, but I could tell even then that there was just something different. Yes. There's something just behind your eyes that was different. There's something wow. else going on. Wow. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And you know, that's what happens when I was like, you know, there was no intention behind anything yeah. I was doing. You know, I had to be honest. I really fucked up. And you know, it was, uh, it was, it was really the, t the moment I made the decision that I'm actually going to stop drinking. You know, I wasn't worried about hiding it anymore. You know, like, yeah. you know, I tried to quit drinking so many times and I would be at parties or events in LA where like, literally I would say, I'm not drinking tonight and get wasted, like <laughs> low key. And I thought I'm being low key and it, I wasn't. And it's just like, oh God, this ain't the look. This isn't me. I can't be doing this over and over. And yeah, 
accountability. A weight was lifted for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, because I know that I've seen some response to to that apology and people feeling that I owe you apology. And because I know the last year, you know, when everything had gone down at Pride, oh my God, that day was such Mm. a disaster. And, um, you know, I don't, I need to, I don't need to, we don't need to bring up the things that were said, but you know, it's just, I had really strong reactions to that. And then of course me going to Lisa and ultimately giving her, ultimately giving her an ultimatum, right. um, you know, that people thought that was very extreme. And I know you were rocked by that because, you know, it was like, I got you fired and I got you Uninvited yeah, from this, a, a and to I got really you. take myself, take my own responsibility for that. You know, it took me a minute for that, and I don't think that it was um, too much to give Lisa that ultimatum. You know, um, and I think that you handled the apology at the baseball game really well. You know, who is this kid now coming up to me and really doing this thing again? You know what I mean? Like for God's sake, how many times? And it was the whole time we'll have to tell kind of thing. You know, behave on the next time you guys see each other and. Everyone else chats so much in this group that it's like, you know, if it's true, the word gets around. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And if it's not, the word also gets around. And yeah. Yeah, but I just I just think it's important for me to say that like I didn't take pleasure in like trying to hurt you mm-hmm. or or ruin your life or like I'm gonna get him fired and I'm gonna steal his night at Sir and I'm gonna he's not coming to this trip. It's like it's not something I like enjoy doing and I don't I didn't want you to think that that's something that you know but it was just like I had enough like really you know and like I was also somebody who was hurt because I was going through my own you know struggles as an individual who was insecure and like not feeling great in my body and when someone's coming out and pointing out all my insecurities and like putting you know so I'm gonna I'm going to like have that reaction and I'm gonna say it's not okay and you know, but I'm really glad that now all of this ugliness is behind us and we can move forward from this. And it's a beautiful thing. It's, it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But I just want everyone to know that it's all good. It's all good, guys. <laughs> we I are, love Katie. <laughs> and you are like, I will say that like you are producing some amazing music oh, right thanks. now. Like, uh, what is it? The Into the Jungle, Jungle? of Light. Oh, Jungle of Light. Jungle of Light yes. EP. That song is so into, good. Uh, yeah, Into the Jungle is the In, first into track the jungle. of the yeah, yes. Jungle of Light EP. It's five tracks, basically all original uh, music that I started making like at the beginning of quarantine. And um, yeah, it's super sick. I did all the sound design myself. It's something that I'm going to be able to play at live shows after this is all over one day, <laughs> you know, and who knows, I might have an EP, another one by then, but I, mean, yeah. I just wanted to give some of uh, the people a visual of what I'm doing, where I'm doing it. You know, Raquel did my studio up for my birthday just in January. Um, and we, I called it the, my neon jungle because she put these fake plants everywhere and the <laughs> neon lights with strobes. It looks oh, so okay. sick. So that's where, the, okay. Yeah. So all the music was built in there and I was like, I'm in my neon jungle. It's kind of like a jungle of light, you know. With my friends just talking and well, imagine that, like a whole jungle, but it's like got rave lights in it, you know, like the Amazon <laughs> and kind of wanted to make something like based around that. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm hopefully, hopefully this can be over soon and 
There can yeah. be more live shows. Yeah. But are, do, you, do you do any like live sets on Instagram? Yeah, so I do a live stream. The EP's out now, by the way, on Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and anything you want to listen to it on. Um, you just type in Jungle Light. And uh, yeah, the live streams, I'm doing a lot. Um, I'm basically doing home streams, like like Schwartz, actually. I watch his streams. <laughs> so oh I love watching his streams. But, um, you know, just having fun at home playing records is like what I like to do. I should be doing more of it. But I'm doing um, some collaborations too with some charities as well, like trying to raise money, um, doing Zoom recordings and then sending it to them. It's a cool way because then they post the streams. So, um, yeah, I've been doing as much as I can, you know, and just trying to stay proactive and... In the DJ world, you know, they say like, if your DJ, if your favorite DJ isn't doing live streams right now, it's probably because he doesn't like to DJ. And it's like, oh, it's so true, you know, like, where are oh you guys at? So. Well, that's, that's crazy. Well, I know like we watch uh, Diplo. So good. Diplo's. Dylan Francis Diplo's uh, oh, live yeah. streams. No, they're, they're very, very entertaining. Very. I, I like, I do like those a lot, but yeah. I got to get on that level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get on that level. I oh. love I love that one. He'll like whip out the pinata. Like who who else is like your favorite DJ right now? Or um, favorite artists? Favorite artists right now? I think uh, the Loud Luxury guys are doing. Their name's Loud Luxury. Oh, loud Luxury. Loud Luxury. Vlad or something. Yeah, they're killing it right now um, with some really fun tracks. Justin Martin has a new track, Stay and. Honestly, yeah. I'm like my boy so, Bijou. I'm so out of like. I'm so out of touch with like DJs. That's that, there's I'm so like, much music out now that I have to literally look at my phone to name them because it's like uh, being a DJ. I download like tracks whenever I do a download session, like every other day or every three days or something. I'll get like 80 tracks or something, and then I'm like, oh, from like other DJs or just record pools. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, the Hot 100, Billboard, and Beatport, and I check all the streaming stuff and keep up to date with like that stuff. Gotta stay current. God, I know. Because <laughs> so, if you're like so playing the old tracks on the stream, that's boring. Unless you're doing like a throwback set, like. Shorts. Well, yeah, I'm still like living in 2004, so. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, yeah. That, I, yeah. No, there's nothing. I, wrong with I, I like, I like it. That's when I go. Oh, I literally will go on iTunes, listen to like two thousand radio. And I'm you like, just showed me an artist <laughs> that I really like now. Freddie Dread. Yes. Yeah. That um, guy goes hard. Um. So well, yeah, yeah. He's part of this like underground hip hop mm. sort of group. That's like I don't know. It's something. It's like not anything I'm hearing. So it totally into, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. Also, okay. Like I'm, I'm kind of shading myself a little bit but I will also <laughs> stay current as well yeah. well like I'll be listening to like um, a playlist or a radio or something like that and I'll like hear a song and I'll have to like shazam it right away and then that's how I build like my like current up to date mm -hmm. stuff that I'm listening to that's always like really cool and exclusive oh hell yeah <laughs> I'm actually gonna start doing these uh, curated playlists through with Bravo and they have me making the first one right now called Yacht Party what which is gonna be like a pool party vibe so get ready for that people it's coming is it soon. gonna are you gonna have some like throwbacks on there you gotta have some throwbacks send me some uh, some throwback ideas some, like, Michael McDonald some Doobie Brothers okay. some Toto for the Yacht Party for the yeah you gotta mix it in there yacht, if you're gonna have Yacht Party you gotta have some yacht rock music, some classic right, right, right. rock, some like okay. smooth rock from the 80s in there. 80s, yeah, you got to have that. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, this was really, really fun. This was so thank much you, fun. Thank you. I feel like I feel like I, I know James. 
I hope I don't get in trouble for that um, that little high school story I told. I was over eighteen, by the way, at that party. <laughs> just just for the record, okay. Um, it's a long time ago now. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. How old uh, are you now? You know. I'm 28. Oh my gosh. Years old. I'm going to be 30 years old in two Me- years. Remember oh when God. you used to make fun of us for being... No, oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> That's so cringy. Honestly, that is the little villain in me. You know, Dude. like, God, that little James Kennedy. You know, but you I know see what? myself it sometimes and I want to slap myself. But, you know, you I live used, and you learn. You live and you learn because guess what? You blink and the next thing you know, you're 30 yourself. And you're like, I'm not going to talk shit. I can't talk shit because right. guess what? It catches up with you. <laughs> right. But... Well, let everyone know where they can find you. Oh, it's going to be Instagram at It's James Kennedy on Twitter as well. And make sure to go stream Jungle of Life. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Thanks for having time. me. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode.